Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'd like you to humor me for a minute or two. I'd like you to consider yourself uh, what would it be like if you were in an accident or you were in a war or you were in a crisis, a, a bad situation, and you are looking death straight in the face and you know within moments you are going to die? Now, think about where you are. If within moments you are going to die, what do you believe in? What do you believe in? Because right now it really counts. What do you believe in? What is your faith in? Now, here's the big question. Have you proved it? Have you proved it? Have you proved what you say you believe in? Have you proved it? Turn with me to Mark 16. I'm going to begin in verse 15. I'm going to continue on with what Doyle has been sharing this morning. You know, it says in Corinthians that we all speak the same thing. Well, you will find with Doyle and I here and with everybody that sings, we speak the same thing, the gospel. Now, Mark 16, I'm going to begin in verse 15. This is Jesus, and he's risen from the dead, and he's talking to his disciples. This is Jesus. And if you call yourself a Christian... No matter what denomination, what church you go to, what meeting you meet at, we all have one thing in common if we say we're Christians, and that's the Word of God. That is the Bible. If you say you're a Christian, then you have to believe what this Bible says. So let's take a look at it. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus said unto them, the disciples, all that were with him, he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach it to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe these words? Do you see Jesus has given you a one way and no other way? He that believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You know, you say, well, my grandfather believes such and such, and my great-grandfather believes such and such, and my great-great-grandfather believes such and such, so I'm going to believe such and such. Well, did great-grandpa, great-great-grandpa, and grandpa come back from the dead and tell you what they believe worked? Do you have any evidence that what they believed worked? Do you? then we got to know what to believe in. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Which one are you? That's, it says, He that believeth the gospel, preach the gospel. We better know exactly what the gospel is. And Dole mentioned it twice this morning. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 15. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was the, was the apostle to the Gentiles. 
Jesus met Paul on the road and he gave him the gospel. And he had him, he told Paul, you're going to obey me. And Paul had no choice. And Paul got a revelation of that gospel and he's going to tell you about it right here. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. This is the same gospel that Jesus said, you believe it and you'll be saved. If you don't believe it, you're damned. Jesus didn't give five ways to get to heaven. Do you see that? Jesus said, you believe the gospel, you're saved. You don't believe the gospel, you're damned. You don't have a choice. There's only one way. And it says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. This is what you stand in. This is what you believe. When you are looking to death in the face, this is exactly what you got to believe and you've got to prove it. It says, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you. Do you see that word if? If you keep in memory what I preached unto you. Did you know being saved, there's an if? Did you know that being saved, there's an if? Paul says there's an if. What's the if? If you keep in memory. If you keep in memory, if you walk in it, it says, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, unless you have believed, there's that word believe again, unless you have believed in vain. If you believe the gospel, you are saved. If you don't believe the gospel, you are damned. And here it says, if you believe in vain. So what happens if you believe in vain? You're damned. I didn't say that. The word of God says that. Do you see the word of God says that? Your grandmother may not have said it. Your great-grandmother may not have said it, but the word of God says it. And when you're looking death straight in the face, who are you going to believe? Amen. You have got to find an anchor, and you have got to set your faith in what the word of God says and not anything else. Because you know what? The word of God's going to be here when the earth is destroyed, but your grandma's not. And you don't know where she is, do you? All right. Then verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received. And he received it from Jesus. He said, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. This is the gospel. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. That Jesus died. That he was buried. And then he rose again the third day. You got to have that resurrection in there or the rest of it is useless. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That is the gospel. That's what Jesus referred to back in Mark 16 when he said, you either you believe this and you are saved. If you don't believe this, you are damned. You have to believe the gospel. Let's go back to Mark 16. Now, we know we have to believe the gospel, but can we prove it? Can we prove it? I have met people that their whole life went to a particular kind of church. And I asked them, what miracles has God done for you? You know, they couldn't name one. They couldn't name one miracle that God did for them. Well, what are you doing there? How do you know it's true? 
If you have no evidence of the power of God in your life, how do you know it's true? Turn with me back to Mark 16. I'm going to begin in verse 17. Well, actually, I'll go back to 15. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now we know what that gospel is, that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he was raised again the third day. That's what we have to believe. He that believeth that and is baptized shall be saved, shall be set at safety, will have anything they need. And that he that believeth not shall be damned. Yes, those words are in the Bible. Shall be damned. That word right here tells you there's no ultimate reconciliation. He that believes this gospel, that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, shall be saved. He that doesn't shall be damned. Damned. Yes, this is the word of God. Well, they don't preach this where I'm at. Where are you? Then where are you? Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Jesus said this, and these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. In my name thou shalt speak with new tongues. They said they shall take up serpents. No, you don't play with snakes, but if one bites you, you can believe and it won't harm you. And they shall not, they, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs follow them that believe. That's written in the Bible. That is written in the Bible. Does your place that you go to, your church, your meeting house, your Bible study, whatever, does that happen there? Does that happen there? Well, it says these signs follow them that believe. And what did Jesus say? If you believe, you shall be saved. If you don't believe, you shall be damned. These are the signs. Here's the proof. Here's the proof. You are looking at death. Where's your proof? That where you're gone and what you believe is God. Here's your proof. You know, you can't be at this place very long without seeing a devil cast out, without people speaking in tongues, and without laying hands on the sick and they recover. Why? Because we believe. Because we believe. That's the promise. Do you see? That is a promise from Jesus himself. If you believe, these signs will follow. Turn with me to Galatians 1. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Galatians church. He's also speaking to us. Verse 6, chapter 1. I marvel, this is Paul. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you under the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. But there shall be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now look at this next verse. But though we, he includes himself in this, but though we, or an angel from heaven, or an angel from 
from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. What's it say? Let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. What is Paul saying? If that person is not teaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, let him be accursed. Accursed. You know what accursed means? Go straight to hell. Do not pass. Go. Do not collect your $200. It means straight to hell. And if that person is not teaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, let him be accursed. Where is what is going on where you're at? Are they preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Are you going to be with the accursed group? You have got to consider where you're at. Like I said, you're looking at death to humor me. You're looking at death. What do you believe and what is your proof? What is your proof? Jesus said, these signs follow them that believe. These signs, what is your proof? Jesus gave you the signs. He gave you the proof. If they are not preaching where you are at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you are in the wrong place because they're accursed. They're accursed. But my family's been here forever. You're alive. You don't know where your family's at. Jesus said, these signs follow them that believe. And if they believe, they shall be saved. And if they don't believe, they are damned. I know those are hard words, very hard, but it's that Bible. It is written. It is the word of God. You have got to see that there is only one way, and it is through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You know how much Paul was uh, adamant about this? Look at verse 9. But as we said before, he says it again. So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. If somebody's preaching you something that is not the death, burial, and resurrection, Paul says, let him go to hell. Let him go to hell. And I read to you, go back to 1 Corinthians 15. Paul said, I declare unto you, which I preached unto you, which you have received. Which you have received. Paul preached nothing but the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And you know how you know that? He had proof. He had proof. Read the Acts of the Apostles. The dead were raised. The gospel was preached. The, uh, the sick were healed. Devils were cast out. People were born again. They spoke in tongues. Do they speak in tongues where you're at? Well, if they don't speak in tongues, it says they're not believing. They're not believing. Oh, but tongues isn't a gift for me. That's not what that word says. Well, tongues is their gift. It's not mine. Go back to Mark 16. And I will read it to you again. 
says, verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Do you believe that he was buried for you? Do you believe that he was raised again for you? Then if you do, these signs will follow you. Follow you. It says that in my name, in the name of Jesus, they shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. Everyone that believes can speak in tongues. They're supposed to. Jesus said it right here. Open your mouth and let it come out in Jesus' name. He gave you the gift of tongues. When? When he was dead and when he was buried and when he raised again. If you believe. Now, go to one more verse with me. Let's go to Acts 4. We've heard from Paul. We've heard from Peter, or from Jesus. Now we're going to hear from Peter. This is Peter. Jesus is right-hand man. Jesus, uh, the, one that, the one that denied Jesus three times and then saw him raised from the dead. Yes, Peter had a little repentance. Now, verse 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the one where Paul and, uh, I mean, where Peter and John went to the temple and there was a lame man sitting at the gate of the temple. And all Peter did was say, look at me. Look on me. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. You know why he could do that? Because he believed. Because he believed in the name of Jesus, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. The man stood up, walked, leaped, totally healed. Why? Because they believed that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. Now, he said, this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. Do you read that? Neither is there salvation in any other. Oh, but but there's another way to heaven. Neither is there salvation in any other. You're going to believe what somebody says or you're going to believe the word of God? You're going to believe your own opinion or you're going to believe the word of God. Two seconds from death, your opinion's not going to matter much. And three seconds after death, it's not going to matter at all. Not at all. It'll be too late. It'll be too late. You can't say, I goofed, I need to do this again. Jesus said, if you believe, The gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again. You shall be saved and there will be proof. If you don't, you're damned. And you can't ask to do it again. Let's go on. Neither shall be there salvation in any other. For there is none 
other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We must be saved. Peter said we must be saved. Jesus said in John 3, you must be saved. He said it to a leader of the Jews. He said it to a man in the Sanhedrin that came to him at night at Jesus. And he said, and uh, the, the ruler of the Jews came to Jesus by night. And he said, I see your proof that God's with you. Do you see that? The ruler of the Jews said, I see your proof. And you know what Jesus told him? He didn't say thank you. Jesus didn't say thank you. You know what Jesus said? You must be saved. You must be born again. The man must be born again. That's what he said to a Hebrew ruler. What does Peter say here to all the Israelites? You must be saved. There is no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. You must be. Three seconds before death, you must be saved. Four seconds after, it's too late. Yes, there is an end. Yes, you have brought up your children saying, it's okay, honey, you can do it again. It's okay, honey, you can do it again. That's what you think life is. Oh, I goofed up, well, I can do it again. Not here, folks. Not here. You have to be born again. Jesus said you must be saved. Now, do you want to be saved? Do you want to start the walk where you begin the revelation knowing that Jesus, Jesus died for you? Do you know they took the body of that man and they nailed it to a cross and they put the cross up, up. Jesus said, they're putting me up. And he was between heaven and earth hanging on a cross he was nailed to, nailed to. And his body, every bone became out of joint. He walked to the cross, but now his body, every bone is out of joint, hanging between heaven and earth. Jesus said, I must be lifted up. So now we have a body hanging between earth and heaven. Why? It was our sacrifice, your sacrifice to the God of heaven. And the Father took your sin, your perversions, your diseases, everything wrong and bad about you, took it from you and put it on that body on the cross and hung it up, up where everybody could see it. Hung the man up where everybody could see it how it was distorted, how it didn't even look like a man, how every bone was at a joint, how he was totally distorted, distorted. His heart melted in the midst of his bowels and still alive, and still alive, hung up for everybody to see why he was your sacrifice. He was your sacrifice. That's where your disease went. That's where your sin went. That's where your perversions went. That's where your uh, iniquities went. That's where your poverty went. That's where everything bad about you went onto that body, nailed, nailed to a tree where everybody could see it. And then they, he died. He died 
The man died. They stuck a spear in his side, and the blood came out, the blood in the water. And they put that dead body in a tomb. That body was your sacrifice, your substitute. You should have gone to the cross. You should have been put in a tomb. You should have gone to hell like he did to pay for you. He is your substitute. He, was, he took your place. He took all the punishment that you should have taken. That's how much he loved you. He took the punishment that you should have taken. And they put that dead body in a tomb. Now is God going to deliver us? Is God going to receive the sacrifice? Is God going to receive the sacrifice that we put up in front of the whole world? You know how we know he did? There's proof. There's proof God received that sacrifice. What was the proof? Jesus came out of the grave. Jesus was made alive. The Father made him alive, went down to hell and got him and put him back in the body, healed the body. Jesus became alive. You know why Jesus was be became alive? Because your sin and my sin was forgiven. Thank you. Endorsement. Do you want to be born again? Do you want to be part to have the man that was raised from the dead in you? Do you want to have the proof that you will know, that you know, that you know that Jesus was dead, buried, and rose again for you? Do you want that proof? It is not difficult to get it. Use Romans 10. Let's go back there. Joel mentioned it again. Or mentioned it. We're going to mention it again. Romans 10. Verse 9, oh, verse 8, but what saith it? This is what Dole read. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. We just found out again what that is, that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he was raised again for you. That is the word of faith. And it says that if, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, well, what do I say? Jesus. You say Jesus. Jesus. That's what you say. Jesus. Jesus. I believe that you were dead. I believe that you were buried. I believe that you were raised from the dead. And you know what that makes you? Born again. Born again. That's what makes you born again. And when you are looking straight at death, you can say, I am born again. And since you're not going to die in the next couple minutes, you're going to walk in that gospel. You're going to listen to these programs. You're going to take that Bible, not your church doctrine, not what you're People around you talk about you're going to take the word of God and you're going to read beginning in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the rest of the epistles. And then you're going to go to Isaiah 52 and 53. And then you're going to go to the Psalms and you're going to read it all out loud so that the word himself will get inside you and he will teach you. He will show you how to walk. And you follow us. You follow along with us because we'll teach you how to get there. And not only that, you will see the proof in your own life. 
You will see. You will cast out devils. You will speak in tongues. You will lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're going to have the Water of Life boys quickly come up here. And they are going to minister that anointing. And while they are ministering, if you need anything from Jesus, that anointing is here. That anointing is here. The man that was raised from the dead is here. Just reach out with your faith, your heart, and receive it. God bless. Everlasting 
for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.